0: No one knows the future and we're not pretending That in a single weekend we can guess this year's ending When you listen, next week only an hour's gone by Don't know if we can do it but we're gonna try We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 a year long. Hello, welcome to Talking 2024 with Noah and Jim. It's 9 a.m. on Black Friday. This is episode 2 of 53 that we are recording back-to-back. Bringing you a weekly forecast that's timely and untimely. Like a gym membership that's sitting unused just a week after you bought it. Or an ugly holiday sweater you need to find a better place to store for the year. Or, uh, wow, I can't believe how quickly I ran out of these. That's okay. Just go on
1: to the next line. Great. That's right. <laughs> we're talking January 7th through January 13th, 2024,
0: with our guest of the hour, Cindy Heffron. It's the second week of the year, and we're talking about our New Year's resolutions. I'm your host on this journey through time, Noah Max Levine, and here with me is your co-host for winter, Jim O'Donnell. Hi, Noah. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I think we're going to figure this out. Great. <laughs> we, we're on episode two, and I think we've
1: got all the kinks out so far.
0: Yeah, the audience has had one whole week to forget about the first episode. They're here for episode number two. Thank you for coming back. And thank you for being here. Do we have any birthdays this week? Yes, we do. This week, we wish happy birthday
1: to Nicholas Kate, J.K. Simmons, Isaray, Zane Malik, and
0: Antoinette Borningon. I did collect all the birthdays and not have you read them in advance, and uh, sometimes I am mean. So thank <laughs> you, Jim. Let's meet our guest. Cindy Heffron is an improviser and a member of the Indie Improv Team Six Different People. She won first place twice in a pun contest at Helium Comedy Club as part of a show called It's Always Punny in Philadelphia. Cindy, welcome to Talkin' 2024.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So before we kind of start talking about this week in particular, this week in January, just to get to know you and how you move through the year, how much are you a planner versus like a, a pantser, a seat of your panzer?
2: I am I'm more a bit of a a planner, although I can be spontaneous. People have said that about me, so I I like that adjective, but I I do plan most of the time.
0: Is it a compliment when people tell you you're spontaneous?
2: Yes, because as a planner, it's just so nice to hear that for a change.
1: (laughs) It's funny because uh, one time uh, Cindy and I were talking and she had revealed that she had done this whole cross-country road trip? Yeah. In my mind, that was a very spontaneous thing. Hearing this now, was that not as spontaneous as I thought it was?
2: Yeah, but I was I was 19 years old and it was a guy that I only knew for a few weeks and we went in his little uh, VW bus across country like 10,000 miles for the summer. Yeah, that was that was pretty spontaneous. I try to retain some of that, but <laughs> it's been a while.
0: Yeah, you, nowadays if you travel, are you like you plan out a whole itinerary, or how do you do it?
2: No, not necessarily, um, but I haven't done that kind of a travel. That that was a nice, uh, yeah, that was my my hippie trip. You can't live like that forever, unfortunately. <laughs> mm, I don't even travel that much, to be honest with you, but it wouldn't have a full itinerary. No, I, I would be open to a new experience that popped up. I don't want to overuse the word spontaneously, but just uh, I'll say it. <laughs> tem- maybe.
0: And uh, you're also promoting your new book, Spontaneous Improv.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would think that has something to do with it.
0: How far in advance do do you book up your schedule?
2: No, no, I don't even really follow much of a schedule. But I don't even, I'm retired now. You might guess that. Um, So yeah, I would say that part is pretty much, if I do maybe one schedule thing a day, I'm kind of proud of myself the rest of the time. I remember my mother used to always say, yeah. It's a day with nothing to do and all day to do it in. So sometimes I have those and I don't mind that.
0: That's good. Uh nothing to do. Wait, nothing and
2: all day to do it in. It's you know, just it's just like something that your mom would say. My mom, not yours.
0: <laughs> you said something about, you know, people can tell you're retired, but of course we're seeing you, but people are just hearing your voice. So, you know.
2: Oh yes, I guess my youthful voice would, would kind of <laughs> confuse people. Yes, I'm probably the oldest improviser in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know if someone contests that, but I set, tell people I'm over fifty and less than a hundred, and you know that should give you some indication.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good range. Um, yeah, uh, some other people that are over fifty and under hundred: Tom Cruise, Robert De Niro, um, Barack Obama.
2: I haven't seen them in the Philly Improv. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So when you do plan things, how do you keep track of things? Do you have a physical calendar or?
2: You mean the one that hangs on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, I have, it's an old school thing. I, I kind of like desecrating the little blocks with all my <laughs> stuff. But I know you probably look at your phone and do it or have color coded things. And, and that's fine. It's really, it's fine.
0: Yeah. So are you just re- like one color and pen? Or do you color code? Do you have a color oh, code no, system?
2: No. no, just one color and pen. And then yeah. I have to Hope that I can read the little writing next to the time that's on there. Like, but yeah, you know, it keeps me guessing sometimes. But yeah, I do. I do follow that type of a calendar.
0: What kind of calendar is it? it? Does it have a theme or like pictures of birds?
2: Well, not birds. It's actually trees. I have a love of trees. So um, the last couple of years, I get this calendar called the Beauty of Trees, and every month it's a different kind of bucolic setting with trees, but. You know it's not that exotic but that's the truth
0: do you have any like good tree sense which is what i'm calling being able to tell what a tree is by looking at it oh for god's sake no, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there probably are people like that yeah. and i do admire them but that would take too much work and it's not my personality to do that to
0: catalog the trees but i
2: just like to admire them
0: but have you ever recognized one from the calendar not the same tree but like the same That was one. what I was going to ask you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just got the one for 2024 and I'm like, they fucking put some of the same ones from <laughs> last year on there. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that I have recognized some of them. I think they could have put a little more trouble. I paid $14. I think they could have taken a few more photographs. That I may not be ordering that one next year. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's only millions of trees out there.
2: There's only millions and you know, y- you have photographers there's 50 states in the U.S. I couldn't. You could go international. I might like to see a, a tree from Japan.
0: <laughs> They've got good trees.
2: That, I'm not complaining. But you asked me about recognize it. I recognize at least twice in 2024. There's there's trees that I've seen this year. But it's still overall. It's still a good way to decorate my kitchen wall.
0: Is the 2024 calendar nearby?
2: Well, they're not going to see it on. I on know, your-
0: but we're going <laughs> to take a picture. Okay. I.
2: Wait right here.
0: Yeah. One of my podcast sins is I like visual things. I also I really like reading lists, which is why I'm making everybody read lists of birthdays. And I think those are both things that make bad podcast.
1: I will say when people start listing things, even when I read, when I read and they start listing things, I kind of skip over it. Like, uh, I've, I've read like the Game of Thrones books. He loves to talk about food. When it gets to the food section, I kind of just get the gist of what he's trying to say with the food and just
0: get to the end of the paragraph yeah okay okay good yeah but we didn't lose too much time with you beauty of trees 2024 calendar i'm also going to do some screenshot a screenshot
2: just say let me just add that right now in november is this picture okay next year they try to slip it in, in october <laughs> <laughs> hello like come on like yeah. that's that's all i have to say
0: it's a like a a nice fall foliage picture.
2: Yeah. But I recognize it immediately. That's the part about being able to identify trees. So let's move on.
0: Yeah. Just a quick note that we're recording at Salbona Creativity Project. More about what they do at the end of the podcast. But uh, there are at the moment some kids upstairs doing fun art stuff. So if anybody hears that in the background, uh, that's what's going on. I'm really excited because I, I bought us some calendars here to have while we're recording. Um, I got a, a bird a day calendar. Actually, Jim, can you pull off the last week? Sure. Because we're behind on our bird a day calendar. I got baby animals. Oh, awesome. I got changing seasons, which is pictures of the seasons. I have breakfast, which is pictures of breakfast. And I got kilted yoga, which is a shirtless man in a kilt doing a different <laughs> yoga pose every month. Yeah, that's great. All right. So before we move on and and try to predict what we think is is happening in the world this week. Jim, you have your regular segment that I'm not skipping this time. So, winter brings around a feeling of whimsy to me. Is there anything
1: within winter that makes you feel whimsical? No.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're we're going to let that slide. What about um a, a bad, ugly sweater, or something with glitter on it, or um, I should come up with examples so to uh, um, to prod the guests with. You're right. A horse-drawn carriage. I have a very low bar for whimsy.
2: Yeah, I was going to say whimsy. I don't use that word too much. I, I definitely wouldn't use it in the winter. So
0: you know, <laughs> really. Well, well, Jim, you you might need to revisit the premise of your segment.
1: Yeah, I probably um, should. I the other premise I had was how do you prepare for the
0: snow? Oh, that's good too. Let's see. Uh, what's something in your life that's different in the winter, in a in a way that you enjoy? Cindy, do you enjoy the winter? Actually,
2: I don't. I don't mind it. No, I still, you know, I have my puffy coat that I put on and I go out every day which is saying something right there. A lot of people kind of hibernate. No, I like to hike and stuff. So I'll, I'll do all the things. Mm, It's not my favorite season. Fall's my favorite season, which is why I didn't like the calendar (laughs) desecrated from
0: the October. Yeah. yeah.
2: We don't have to go back to that. No, the winter. Yeah. Well, I grew up, up in sort of the Pocono area. So, I we had snow all year and mm. I, we lived on top of a hill so we would go we called it sleigh riding people here will call it sledding so we always did a lot of that stuff then when i moved to philadelphia it still cracks me up i've been here for so many years about how everybody freak out at, at the first flake and yeah, they run and yeah. get all the milk and bread and, and like when my son was in school i remember one time they they called me and i you know i was a busy nurse working in a hospital and i get this call you have to come and pick up your son i'm like what it's going to snow <laughs> going to snow it's, and one o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Like, I don't know, put them on the bus. I can't leave my job because it's going to snow. So that part about the Philadelphia winters, I find just, it just makes me chuckle that how every year yeah. people freak out where I was talking to someone who grew up in Buffalo and in Buffalo, they have like, say like a, like a supermarket parking lot. They have this whole extra space on the edge of the parking lot where they just keep the snow, which, yeah. you know, that's just so smart. And I, I don't know, it's Philadelphia, we're not We're not Alabama, folks, it's Pennsylvania, it's gonna snow here sometimes. So just like, get over it. So winter doesn't make me feel whimsical. Do I sound grouchy? I, I don't mean to be. Just- no,
0: I'm just a big fan of whimsy. So I think we can say that sledding is whimsical. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be that would be whimsical. Yeah. And like the horse drawn carriage. Yeah, like that happens. Maybe on a Christmas card, I might see that. Yeah, that could be. And people don't even send Christmas cards anymore. If I mentioned that, you don't even get the Christmas cards, which would have been a little whimsical, but...
0: Oh, I just got one for my cousin. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. So I think what we can say is we need to send each other Christmas cards so that we can all have some winter whimsy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm up for that. Just, just yes, yeah, send me your address. I have a few stamps left.
0: I will say holiday cards because uh, as a Hanukkah celebrator.
2: Oh, I forgot. Yes, I'm trying Th- that, to
0: be... That's okay. A Christmas card is a very specific...
2: Well, just... How about saying, have a whimsical winter? How about those kind of cards? Let's print them up and send them
1: out. Let's do it, yeah. Winter solstice is a thing that uh, people will celebrate sometimes. just the concept of it. yeah. and it's is it have it's not this week, though. no, that would be the twenty second of December,
0: yeah. yeah, we'll get there. we'll 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 get there when when Jim comes back on Sunday night, we'll get to winter solstice. yeah. So now we're going to talk about this week. So the seventh of the thirteenth of January, Let's try to figure out like what might be happening in the city, in the world, what we might be up to. It's also the second week of the year, so we're seeing already uh, if we're keeping our New Year's resolutions. In Philly, there might be a little snow. I don't know. What weather do we expect to see? It's the most exciting question I have on this page. I love talking about the weather.
2: <laughs> well, we know it won't snow for Christmas here because that's always a huge disappointment for people. <laughs> What I heard, it's most likely to snow in Philadelphia on St. Patrick's Day, which I have also um, seen that borne out. The 7th to the 13th, unlikely, I would say, for snow. That's just my meteorological prediction.
0: I don't know if anybody's going to predict snow. So this this is not a good weather forecast, and that's okay. Some other things happening this week. January 7th is International Programmer's Day. Uh, just let me know if any of these are something you might celebrate or if it might impact your week. Okay. Jim, you're a programmer. I am a programmer. I probably won't be celebrating other than working.
1: Oh, wait. Seventh? No, I won't be working. But uh, <laughs> that's on Sunday. Uh,
0: but that is what I do. Yeah. January 8th is typing day. So I guess it's a day where, where we commemorate typing.
2: I really didn't learn to type too much yeah. in my early life. But then, you know, when computers came into the fore. You could get this, I had the, got this little program, it was called Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing. And it yep. was like one of those little things that had fun games. Like if you it acted like you were driving a car and if you hit the wrong key, like a bug would splat against the windshield and you know, stuff like that, that just made it fun. And now I'm, a, I'm an excellent typist. Thanks to Mavis Beacon, whoever she is.
1: When I first started my job that I'm currently at, my boss was like, man, you're such a slow typer. Let me send you something to help you out a little bit. He sent me Mavis Beacon. I was like, I did this in like third grade, man.
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's so great.
1: Yeah, it's still around.
2: Who is Mavis Beacon? She's just an imaginary thing. I I don't know. Maybe she's a real person. You don't meet her. You just see all the animated things. Like, But that's all I can say about typing.
0: I didn't use that program, but I like to imagine when you talk about Mavis Beacon, it sounds like you're talking about a person. Yeah. When Jim's like, my boss sent Mavis Beacon, I'm just imagining Mavis yeah, coming in and she
2: shows up sitting with down
0: with Jim key. and
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> leans over your shoulder and, and tells you how to type, slaps your hand when you hit the wrong key. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's a ghost situation, like from the movie Ghost, kind of guiding your fingers to the keys? Yeah,
2: yeah, like with the sculpting. Yeah, that I think that would have been distracting, but I still would have eventually learned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, and, and everybody can celebrate January 8th uh, typing day by playing Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing and improving their typing skills. Yeah. January 13th is the 2024 Taiwanese presidential elections. Um, it could be in the news if something relevant is is happening. I was going to ask if that
1: was an important one because sometimes it is. it ends up being a very important yeah. one. It becomes a big thing. I think it was like the Brazilian election
0: the last uh, cycle ended up being a very big one. Uh, as we talked about in our first episode, it, um, it is important to embrace the unknown, and I do not know if it will be an important election. <laughs> There's a lot of movies coming out this week. Do you often or ever go to see like new movies in theaters? Is it something you follow or keep up with?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I much prefer going to see a movie in a theater. It's like going to church.
0: How do you find out about what's playing or evaluate what to see?
2: Long to, I'm a member of the uh, the Bryn Mawr Film Institute, which is a little art house theater, and they, you know, they send me. I get emails every week of, of what's happening there.
1: Do you end up watching uh, the movies that they send you?
2: Some of them, if they interest me. The other night, I went to see on Thanksgiving Eve. I went I went to see The Last Waltz, the film of the band's last performance yeah. in 1976. And that was uh, it. Was really fun, except everybody else was sitting there like statues and I'm like bobbing and tapping and weaving and fighting urge to get up and dance in the aisle. So I don't know what's the matter with people that they hear music like that and they don't want to respond. Well, you know, it's the social norm. Like, I guess we'll sit here with our hands folded and watch these great. You goes being grouchy again. It's not. I did enjoy myself and I do enjoy all the films I see there. Let me just leave it at that.
0: Here's a question that that made me think of, which is both out of date by January 7th in the new year and also something I think none of the three of us can answer. When people go to see Taylor Swift's The Heiress tour in theaters, do they dance or do they just sit there quietly and watch it like a movie? What's happening in those theaters?
2: I haven't gone to see I would have gone I think a couple of my friends said we would go see it and I don't know I would have gone just for the experience but I don't know maybe they're a little less inhibited if they're younger people like this crowd was a lot of old heads like myself who remember the band but there were some millennials that were like oh like that's cool like I'll do it but they all stayed they were just so well behaved I don't know Taylor Swift I don't know I can't answer that. <laughs> no,
1: they do. By the way, they dance. I, I've seen some TikToks. Yeah, they'll they'll like get up and dance and like do some stuff. There was one where they all spun around in a circle. Like uh,
0: uh, everyone made fun of it because it looked like a cult meeting. But uh, oh, oh, it probably is a bit like a cult. Don't come at me, Swifties. Uh, you're great. Probably they're the first to tell you that.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad for them. That's that's I think that's the proper behavior to do at a musical film like that.
0: So some of the movies coming out this week in January. First one is The Beekeeper. I haven't noted what most of these are about, but The Beekeeper (laughs) is like Jason Statham or someone. It's a thriller action film like Taken or something like that. I really thought it was going to be something like The Secret Life of
1: Bees, uh, and now I realize that's a huge mistake on my part.
0: Also, it goes without saying that movie release dates change all the time, and you should check with your uh, theaters before you show up expecting to see one of these films. The Book of Clarence. Later on, I swear I started writing summaries, but I don't know what the book of Clarence is. Does it sound good?
2: Well, I hope it's not about Clarence Thomas, because I've heard enough of him. (laughs) But I I really don't know. I never heard about it.
0: Next is Mean Girls, which I have a a lot to say about.
2: Didn't Tina Fey already do that? Is it a remake or is it part two?
0: This is what's funny. It is an adaptation of the Broadway musical. So it has all the songs from the musical. Although Tina Fey plays the same part. But the trailer, which they released last week, doesn't have any songs in it. And our friend Katie, who's going to be on later, was like, I saw the trailer. Why are they doing it again? Because you watch the trailer and it just seems like they just made the same movie. And it's like, no, it's going to be a musical, like 100%. Why are they not advertising
1: it as a musical? Yeah,
0: that's going to
2: be weird.
0: That's a question that stumps me. <laughs> I could I could maybe see that. The musical's okay. but, But you're not in for Mean Girls. So are you going to go see it?
2: I mean, maybe as a musical, I don't know. I might be open to it, but it probably wouldn't be top on my list if there were other ones to see that week.
1: And you're also not in for the concept of Mean
0: Girls, right?
2: Mean Girls being mean to each other?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh no, I'm everybody's sweetheart. I would never be mean to any. You know that about me, Jim.
0: I know. (laughs) But isn't Mean Girls about like how they come together at the end?
2: I actually didn't see the the first one or or the other one or the one that this is based on. I know... I don't know, maybe I don't know what it's about. They all come together. You mean they, they come to Jesus? Come together like
0: a little bit. This is where I'm like, do do we go through? Do we talk through all of Mean Girls? No. No. Okay. Great. You know, you are the guest. You know, do your own research. Uh, watch watch the movies. There's a movie called Lift coming to Netflix. I don't know what that's about either.
2: Maybe it's about people trapped in a, a British elevator.
0: Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, it's a British remake of that uh, of Devil, the M Night Shyamalan movie. I haven't seen that one. It could also be like about like power lifters, like either a documentary or oh, a drama film. Yeah. This next one is called Roleplay, which I just saw a trailer of. It's coming to Prime Video. There's some notable people in it. I think it's the Kaylee Cuoco movie. I know who you mean. So she is an assassin and her husband finds out that she's an assassin and goes to help her leave assassining.
2: Did you say leave, leave assassining?
0: But first she has to kill a bunch of people. <laughs>
2: Is he going to help her do that as part of leaving? Is assassining a word? It's, I guess it's a verb.
0: Assassinating.
2: Yeah, that assassining is just you being an assassin. And like, I'm an assassin. Look at my outfit.
1: Yeah, I guess there's a lifestyle to be an assassin.
0: Yeah. So
2: you have to wear a lot of black, have an assortment of weapons, and be ready at a moment's notice when somebody needs to be taken out.
0: You're also like, all these film assassins can take on 100 thugs.
2: She doesn't need any help from her husband. I, and when she's ready to quit, she'll let him know. That's what I would say. But then there'd be no...
0: It's more like he's kind of deadweight and emotional deadweight. Yeah. You know, when she's trying to kill someone. That would definitely be a hindrance. The last two movies are called The Settlers and T.I.M. Two more movies that I don't know anything about. Jim, you, Jim any ideas? No, I have no ideas. No.
1: I'm going to guess The Settlers is about early America. T.I.M. is about
0: some guy named Tim, except he is a robot. It could could be T.I.M., too information much. (sighs) (laughs) But in general, like, is January 7th, like, is that a week when you might be up for a movie? Like, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is a good movie going week, I think. It's cold. Yeah, for sure. Still finishing your big bottle of champagne from Thanksgiving or uh, the New Year's. Yeah. Do either of you have a day that you
1: usually go to the movies, That like a set day?
2: No. You know, And I think about the movies, I, maybe you guys don't. Do you know the musician Loudon Wainwright III? Maybe not. He had this song. still, still out there. It's called The Movies Are a Mother to Me. And the song is The Movies Are a Mother to Me. There's nothing like a good movie to bring me back to sanity when I've gone insane. And it's just this whole, it's just something I can really relate to. It really makes, there's nothing like a good movie. That's all.
0: I think Jim, that was also. I do want to say to Jim, since we both responded with a no, that was a great question. You just found two people who don't have a movie day. I just go when there's something we want to see. Yep. It's just my family sometimes goes
1: on Thanksgiving. We didn't go last night. Oh, gotcha. But but that's it.
0: Like some people will always go on Tuesday, which is discount days at a lot of theaters, or you know, some people always go on Friday nights. Yeah. So, like, anything else? Like, what what else might you do? Because it's going to be cold. You have any improv practices on this week?
2: Well, we, uh, my team practices on Sundays from uh, noon to two. So that's, that takes up a, a nice chunk of the day. And then sometimes we'll go out for something to eat or hang out. So that's, that's kind of a nice planned thing that can help. Cause sometimes Sundays can be that, you know, I mean, I don't have those scary Sundays. So I don't have to work the next day, but sometimes it can still be a blah day if you don't have something lined up. So mm. yeah, that's, that's probably the only thing
0: specific That is a question about like being retired. Was that a transition? Did you have to like train yourself not to worry on Sunday nights because you didn't have work anymore on Mondays, or did it, was it just like did it just happen?
2: uh yeah, it just happened. I mean, I don't know what's the matter with people. Well, I don't mean. Oh, let me rephrase that. I wonder <laughs> if sometimes people because there I sound like, ah, but you know, like. When I was still working, my last job, I was working at Penn, and this woman came in, she was a nurse from an age, she's like, oh, I retired last year, but I'm so bored at home, I'm back work. I'm like, what the hell? Like, being bored is an insult to yourself. Like, just don't go back to work because you're bored. Just do other stuff. Like, I've done some, I don't know, some volunteer work here there. Like I said, I go out hiking, or I, I don't know, I, I'm just a self-contained, easily entertained person, so... Um, no, I didn't have any problems being retired and the scary Sunday things. And yeah, that that just disappeared spontaneously. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you have stuff that like, you say you're like self-contained. I feel like that's like, I could be on a plane for hours because I'll yeah. have a book and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you bring with you?
2: Yeah, like I'm about to go, visit my sister moved to um, North Carolina in um, Charlotte. And I saw, one day I was in 30th Street and I'm like, train to start leaving on track. I'm like, Oh, you could take a train. Well, of course it takes like 10, 11 hours, but I'm self-contained. I have my, to listen to a podcast or watch a movie or my book, or just looking out the window. I felt like a, like a baby in a stroller just being pushed along. And all I had to do was look around and no responsibilities. So yeah, I, those kind of things. Yeah. There's always, there's an endless supply of things to, to do resource wise. Uh,
0: A train window is a great time to look for trees from your, from the calendar. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so we're we're moving towards the wrap-up portion of the podcast. Do you have a message for your future self in January?
2: I think my message would be look a little harder for some whimsy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, like I didn't I didn't mean to push back on you so hard. I just everybody's got a little whimsy inside of them.
2: Well I'm gonna find it, Noah. I'm gonna really dig deep. And I may even let you know. We may have to do a post-scrap. Scrap. scrap, See, that was Freudian slip. Post-scrap about um, the whimsy that I may or may not have found.
0: And I'm so glad you're here, getting January off to such a lovely start.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: Do you have any um, non-time-sensitive things you want to tell the listeners about, your improv team, et cetera?
2: Well, I hope we'll still be performing in um, 2024. Um, That's pretty non-time sensitive i think we will. been together for two and a half years so you know we're, we're making i mean we're not daddy issues let's face it but you know we're uh we're aimed that's our goal so um
0: so you're on six you're on six different people which is i think on just on instagram at six different people
2: yes yes it is
0: and daddy issues who you mentioned jim's on that team it's another philadelphia improv team so if people are in philly they should check it out and if they're not in philly they should follow you all anyway and and. Yeah. Yeah. Support you all from afar. uh We don't want to forget about the southern hemisphere where seasons are reversed. We were talking about winter weather, but it's warm there. Does any warm weather give you the feeling of whimsy? You could go to Australia to be
2: whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister lived in Brazil for many years, and that would be it was uh, summer there when it was winter here. I i don't want to keep pushing that whimsy thing to various seasons. Like I said, <laughs> I'm working on it now. And that's the most you can hope for, for this winter.
0: We're here recording the same podcast 53 times in three days. This is all about pushing things until they're good, dead. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Just beat that dead horse. That's right.
0: Speaking of which, we're as I mentioned, we're physically recording at Salbona Creativity Project. We're really appreciative of a, of a place to call home this weekend. They're doing all sorts of great uh, comedy shows in the evenings as well as programming for family and for arts programming for kids, so people should check it out here in South Philly and support uh, the great stuff that's going on here. And now it's time for the takeaway. So the
1: takeaway is something that we want the listener to uh, take away from this episode, right? So this week's topic is something you can do to be a little more healthful. Health as in health.
0: I guess I was thinking, like, second week of the year, you've got your New Year's resolution to be healthy. But, like, that can be lots of different ways. So what is our suggestion of just something that they can do? Or we can all kind of have different ideas.
2: What to do to be more healthful.
0: Yeah, it could be be silly. It could be a really good, serious suggestion. I'll usually say silly things. So, Uh, One I was going to say was biking is good. Biking is good. It's like running, but uh, better for your knees. I think just spending time outside is something I don't value much. So you could go on a tree walk or a bird walk. Just go outside. I forget to do. What what about you?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think most people aren't going to follow that.
0: (laughs) That's why, like, like, what's the smallest thing? Like, you know, like tying your shoes better. Yeah. Getting good shoes so your feet don't hurt.
2: Yeah. I would just say... Try to get enough sleep because sleep is just so great, especially dreams, everything about it. getting under that down comforter in the winter time. I mean, just just get just get enough
0: sleep. As an incentive for people, what's something you could dream about if you start to get more sleep?
2: You mean like lucid dreaming where you can, I mean, let's face it, you have no control over those dreams.
0: Yeah, but what's like, what's, yeah, we all have no control over what's happening in January, but I'm going to promise people that if, if they dream more, they might get to like ride some roller coasters or have some fun, thrilling experiences in their dreams.
2: Well, I think if they dream more, maybe they could get an inspiration to uh, write a song or a poem or I don't know, maybe. Sometimes you have those dreams. You're like, that guy sat behind me in third grade. I wonder if I could look him up. You know what I mean? Something like that.
0: Or, or they'll they'll wake up and write the rhyme of the ancient mariner.
2: Could be. Could be. that. I mean, a lot of writers do say they... Um, I read a book called Writer's Dreaming where they talked about uh, it was a nonfiction book where they talked about how the dreams inspired their work. So, yeah, I'm just going to get a little more cerebral and say, you know, let your mind carry away in a dream. But you can't do that unless you're sleeping. So that's
0: the advice. Awesome. Salvador Dali used to uh, specifically only create right after waking up. There you go. So you heard it from us. Get more sleep. You'll be Salvador Dali. (laughs) See you all next week. Tune back in.
1: Talkin' 2024 was recorded at Sawabona Creativity Project in South Philadelphia. For more information about their programs, go to sawabonacreativityproject.org. This episode was recorded on November 24th, 2023, and therefore should not be considered a trusted news source. Music for this episode was written and performed by Sarah Clemency. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes and via our Instagram at Talkin' 2024. For any questions about the podcast, you can email Talkin' 2024 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great week.
0: How can you live a year in just three days?